episode 38. Me and Avi about to debate. Lauren Hill is always late. You know she gonna make a wait. Oh, shit. Welcome <laughs> to Good Night Harlem. It is the last episode of the year. Oh, so sad. Where's my tissue? Um, we're I both, am sad, though. We're both, we're both genuinely sad, but... Sorry, holidays are approaching, and as we said in our first episode, we are transplants, so that means we leave. <laughs> yeah, that means she gets to go to somewhere hot, and I get to go to somewhere that's colder. Oh, nice little balance. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We can't all we can't all live life like somebody else, you know what I'm saying? I don't really like. I don't really like. <laughs> oh, we get to what the really like. Cool. <laughs> all right, today's episode is gonna be just straight hyper good nights because there's so many things that have happened, and we wanted to cap the year off the right way. So we're gonna talk about all of the latest hot button topics, and there's quite a few. So let's try to push through. Starting hyper good nights. Let's start with the Kevin Hart quote unquote controversy. Kevin Hart dropped out of his Oscar bid to host it. Now, for those of you who don't know, he dropped out of this because the Oscars, aka the Academy, asked him to apologize for his insensitive tweets from 2009 and 2010. He had said some things, said some things about gay people and the LGBTQ community. Which were inappropriate. But basically, what the, the summation of it, because I'm not going to go back and read these tweets verbatim because it's inappropriate, uh, was that, you know, if I catch my son doing XYZ, that's some gay shit and that ain't okay. Now, clearly, especially during this time frame, those things saying anything like that will be deemed unacceptable. And I think, not defending him at all, but I think he did learn a lesson from that because he had already apologized from it in 2009 and again in 2011. So the Academy asking him to do it again was the point of contention and thus he dropped out. Now he has, he received a lot of backlash. So Avia, are you hyper good night to Kevin dropping out because he was not going to want to be not only a distraction, but because he didn't want to have to apologize again. I think I'm gonna good night it. Why? I, you know, I, I was on the fence about this one. I really was. I can understand his notion of not doing something because someone's telling you to do it, especially if you've done it a trillion times beforehand. But I feel like he could have just apologized to appease the Academy and taken this opportunity and this platform to turn it into something else. He's a comedian. How many jokes could he have made about this situation at the Oscars and turned it into something bigger, something greater, whatever? I, I just feel like it could have been a bigger opportunity because of this happening. And I feel like he, I know he wanted to do things on his own terms, but it, it didn't really make any, any sense to me that he refused to apologize to the Academy, but then chose to apologize to the gay community again. So it's it, it, it to me it's kind of contradicting honestly. So I'm good nighting it, but I was gonna hype it. I'm hyping him for standing his ground, and I'm opposed to saying any of the things that he said in those tweets. However, I also am of the mindset that you can't allow the mob mentality, you can't allow the internet to rule what you do and don't say. Um, you will have to accept the consequences, and in this case, because advertisers are involved, you will have to accept the fact that somebody may potentially want you to either change or retract something you said in the past or apologize for it. I'm not saying 
saying any of that's right, but what I will say is as a comedian, I do grant him a little bit more permission and a little bit more leeway than the average person. You're supposed to be able to hold a mirror up to society and ironically point things out based on observations. You're supposed to be able to, I don't know, be condescending. I don't know, maybe even be satorial when you tweet things. I really love the fact that he stood his ground and only because I know who the people that he considers to be, you know, the top of the industry, which is the upper echelons, the Dave Chappelle's of the world, uh, the D.L. Hughley's of the world, because those people defended the hell out of him because they were all saying, no, I wouldn't change my stuff either. So I said what I said and it's going to be what it is. But if I needed to apologize, I would have already done that. And Kevin, in this case, had already done. So I don't think you need to apologize for a third time. That's just my two cents. I just think it's interesting how Kevin Hart used this whole thing about, look, I'm a changed man. I'm different than I was in 2009. And I know I'm taking this far left like I normally do. But the fact that he said he was a changed man when he was with his ex-wife and then he did the same thing to his new wife. I'm like, how much did you really change in that aspect? I know that's way different. All I'm saying is that you've told the masses that you were a changed man in several other ways that you proved not to be. So I'm not saying that he is homophobic to this day. All I'm saying is that for me as a consumer of of media and watching movies and paying attention to pop culture, if I'm gonna go by your word, I also have to go by your actions and your actions have not shown me anything different than what you've shown me in the past. So I, he, his words don't hold that much weight for me. I just feel like I mean, Ooh. good for you. Stay on your ground, but follow through on what you say you're going to do. All right. And here we go. So we we, we already just kind of touched on one hot button topic, but every topic we're about to talk to gets even further down that, that flaming hot button. Here we go. Flaming hot Cheetos. Let's go to the big one right now that's trending on Twitter, and that is the feud between Kanye West and Drake is lighting up again. As we as we speak, though, like literally, Kanye is probably tweeting as we speak. I feel like I need to check Twitter just to make sure, cause Chicago's just she's like, Dad, pay attention to me. You haven't looked at me in the last four hours. Um. So for those of you who don't know, Kanye West is really really sensitive, and because Kanye West doesn't always consistently tra- take his drugs, which would then suppress some of the mental urges and things that he has going on in his brain um he tends to go on late night twitter rants and the thing that he's asking of drake is to apologize for everything that has taken place between them both so i would ask you avi based on all the information that you have kanye coming for drake's neck do you hype or good night, the fact that Kanye wants to have this last word and wants Drake to go publicly and admit that he was wrong. Uh, I'm a good night it. <laughs> okay, why? Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of things behind the scenes that we've been, we have not been privy to when it comes to this Kanye and Drake situation. And the things that we have been pr- privy to is that we know that Drake has been trying to work with Kanye and and during the time that he was trying to work with Kanye, one of the times I should say, Kanye kind of snubbed him, you know? And it got to a point where Drake kind of felt like, I don't know what the situation is. He's working on something else while he's supposed to be working with me. And I, I don't, I personally don't know. I mean, it's all, it's always I one person against another as far as what, what went down. But 
Kage and his um, uh, stream of unconsciousness or whatever it's called, like, I just feel like I have to dig through the bullshit to find the facts. And I just don't have the mental capacity to do that any longer. And I feel like even these tweets that I just read while you were talking, he's trying to victimize himself. And he's trying to make it seem like Drake has something against mentally ill people and that it's the mentally ill versus Drake and he has no respect for him as his idol and that he should be <laughs> bowing down to him. I paved all the door, all the ways for you. I opened all the doors for you. Um, treat me like I'm Mike, but I'm still alive. Referencing Michael Jackson. And I'm just like, all right, Kanye, we get it. You're great. But the more you tell us we're great, that's not going to make us see you as greater than we already see you. I feel like he needs a reality check. And lately, what he's been pushing has not been great. Poopity scoop. He wasted poopity scoop. Whatever the, that track is called. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and that and that was a track that Drake was supposed to be on. And it was a waste. An entire waste of a hot track. Um, so I, I have to good night, Kanye. And I feel like, you know, maybe there have been some some things along the way where Drake may have been incorrect. And maybe he does need to um apologize for those things. I don't know what they are. But when it comes to clarity and who I'm going to believe full picture wise it's probably not going to be Kanye because everything is too convoluted for me to really truly understand okay my turn I'm going to good night the hell out of Kanye for this and I, I'm not saying he's an atten oh. attention whore I'm not saying that he's going too far but what I will say is you have an expectation of another guy that's in the same industry as you that's in, on the same level as you and in some cases considered the best at what they're doing. I love old Kanye. I love you old Kanye. You miss old Kanye. It, well, wait, <laughs> I, I hate being the guy that references back to his old stuff, but I love old Kanye because old Kanye was actually conscious. Now, I don't care that you have writers, because he does. I don't care that you have a production team, because he does. What I care about is you had a message. It was singularly focused, and it was empowering black people. I'm not saying that you're not still doing that, because you clearly are. But you're not doing it necessarily through music. What do you think he's doing it through? Um, everything that he's doing right now back in Chicago is all for that. Everything. He is doing leaps and bounds over what other artists are doing in terms of what he's doing with, back with Chicago. However, and here's why I'm good nighting him for this. Drake doesn't owe you anything. You fucked him over numerous amounts of times and it's improving. At a certain point, you are asking him to be held accountable for something he never even wanted. He made a song, for instance, the In My Feelings thing, and you really thought that was about Kim. You let the internet make something out of nothing. That's on you. That's not on him. And does he need to apologize because the internet's trolling you? No, he doesn't. He doesn't owe you an apology. He doesn't owe you shit. You're a grown-ass man. Get over that shit. I think that, you know, what's interesting is that you talked about accountability. And what I've realized is that Kanye will always hold someone else accountable, but he never holds himself accountable. I won't say never. There's times where he does. But as far as like the fuckery that's gone on in the last couple years with him, I feel like 
instead of holding himself accountable, he may apologize. But I don't think he, it's one thing to hold yourself accountable and say, I understand what I did wrong and I need to do this better. And it's another thing to just appease the situation and apologize and then victimize yourself saying, everyone should be doing this for me because I did this for them. You're not Jesus Christ. You're only Jesus. (laughs) You're mediocre at best. As someone that law knows says. That's what you've shown us. I'm sorry, it just came out. (laughs) Like, I think he thinks he's not the same as another human being. He really does. And I know Lil Wayne said he wasn't a human being, but I really do think Kanye West thinks that he is above everyone. And that the people that paved the way for him, in his twisted mind, I think he thinks he paved the way for them to pave the way for him. Like, I, I, I can't with him. And I think there's just no turning back. So at the end of the day, yeah, I'm going to take Drake's side because I can understand what he's saying at all times. A hundred percent. I want to end that, that that session on this one last note. Kanye, you are one of the most impactful artists of this past generation. You have inspired and influence almost every single one of the new artists that I listen to now. You are considered a legend already in this game. Your archive, legacy, and historical relevance will always be there. But right now, in this moment, when we need a voice that is worthy of speaking up, you ain't it, bro. You ain't got the juice. Can I add one more thing? Like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> God damn. Dark. And one more thing, Kanye. Ditto to what uh, Lawrence said. But don't add Trav into this, because now you're adding family. <laughs> All right? And checks over stripes. That's what we like. All right. <laughs> Sheesh. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. I'm sorry. I, I feel like both of us really hit that one on the head strong so then recently kodak black our favorite mr i don't really like i don't really like i don't really like white girl like that right black girl like that i'm sorry he likes white girls he doesn't like black girl like that right uh kodak black had an interview the other day with ebro and the hot 97 crew while during that interview it lasts i want to say almost 20 minutes the last minute and a half is when it got a little dicey. And let me explain what I mean by that. You can talk about an artist in their personal life on a surface level. You can talk about an artist in a new album release. You can talk about an artist and the people that they may know. But when you talk about an artist in their case, in their pending case, that is when you're potentially line stepping because you can't really speak on a pending case. So my question then turns into, what is Ebro's motivation? What is Ebro trying to gain from this? And then what is the dialogue he's expecting to have knowing the other guy can't really talk about it? Makes me a little uncomfortable. So with all that said, Avia. No, no, no. I want to hear what you have to say first. Hyper good night, though, to Ebro bringing up the sexual assault allegations during the interview with Kodak Black. You want me to go first? As a lady, I really did want you to go first. Oh, okay. Being genuine. I feel like um, watching the interview in itself just made me fully uncomfortable. 
Oh, wow. The, the whole thing. I feel like it was sandwiched, right? So they started off with the whole sexual allegations and the fact that he's he has cases and he's gonna he may face. <laughs> they started off with the heavy hitter of jail time. I don't know what kind of positive reaction they expected from the rest of the interview. Then they sandwiched that with actual things about him asking him where he's from, stuff they should know um, about his album. And, you know, Kodak responds to to questions kind of short. And I don't know if it's because of his lack of interview skill or if it's because of the fact that he was probably already irked from the get-go because of the way they started the interview. But it seemed like they were kind of pulling teeth to have this interview with him. And then they ended, well, I don't know if they were planning on ending it at this point, but the interview ends with them bringing up the sexual assault case and talking about how sexual assault is serious and they expect some sort of response from him. And like you said, in knowing that he's in the midst of these allegations, what did they expect him to say? Because anything this, this, he says, anything he says can, can and will be used against him. No, but seriously. Yeah, and now it's recorded for the masses. So my thing is, one, I don't think Kodak Black is interview savvy that's first <laughs> he don't got no pr team no he has but not even not having a team just on his own the way that i'm even talking right now he can't even have that type of conversation his answers are one to two words you can't understand what he's saying he needs subtitles he's not interview savvy i don't think he's been trained to even handle these types of questions and so of course he's going to close up when he hears something that's not right. Two, I feel like at the level that Ebro is and the rest of the Hot 97 team, they should have handled this way better. And I felt like this was a rookie move sort of interview. In the way that- But why? Why would you start off an interview with the most serious thing the person is facing in their life instead of easing them into it? And I feel like the way that Ebro even worded everything was uncomfortable to the point that I don't know anyone who would want to answer those questions the way that he was asking them. The The other thing about this is, unfortunately, I wish that Kodak Black had handled this situation better. This situation is very reminiscent of R. Kelly in 2015 with the Huffington Post interview, and they were asking him about past sexual allegations against him, and he decided he didn't want to answer. This is exactly the same thing three years later with Kodak Black. And to a lot of people, that makes him look guilty. So I just want to goodnight the whole thing. I want to goodnight the way Hot 97 handled it. I want to goodnight Kodak. And unfortunately, it's just an unfortunate situation that he had to be forced to be in. But I felt like the way he could have handled it could have been a lot better. Everything. It was just weird. I'm not gonna play with I'm not gonna play with any of this stuff. I'm not gonna try to minimize it. I'm not gonna go back and forth because on Twitter, all I saw was a bunch of men saying that Ebro is trash for this. He's terrible, he's trash, why would you do this? And it's a little weird. And I know you saw the tweet because I've I think you've seen what they were saying on Instagram. So Ebro's a clown, but the one who is up for a charge is not wrong. Like, where, where, where are our standards? What happened? And if this isn't a blatant example of the hip-hop culture in itself turning our back on 
a potential victim situation. And it's really horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what hip hop is known for. I, I, and me, so wait, were you hyping or good night? What are you? I am, I am legit hyping the fact that he, like, Ebro took it upon himself to actually do that. Like, he, he really did it. I, I wasn't happy in the, about the way that he did it. As but far he as brought it up. Way. Yeah, but he brought it up. And it was like, let's try to cover this when it's done, basically. Let's come back to this when it's done, which is the right thing to do. I think the way that he did it is in a way where Kodak Black thought that he was supposed to respond. And he was supposed to have something to say about it. And I think that that probably confused him and made him upset. Because if you bring it up in the very beginning of the interview, and then you bring it up again... You're trying to reiterate something at that point. And I think that's what people had an issue with. Where it's like, yeah, bring it up. This is your show. You can ask whatever you want to. This is journalistic integrity. Fine, do it. But do it in a way where it makes sense. And the way that he did it didn't make sense. And then he got mad at Kodak. So I'm like, bro, you didn't even handle your own interview right. And Kodak didn't handle his own interview right. Y'all should be mad at yourselves. I don't really like, I don't really like I don't the really interview like. process. <laughs> I already like your questions. I do respect one thing that happened with Ebro, though, because I feel the same way about our show. If somebody comes on your show and they're trying to dictate pace and they're trying to dictate what you can and can't talk to, fuck them. I ain't here for none of that shit. So if anybody comes on our show and they're interviewed, they don't get to dictate what we talk about. We dictate what we That's talk about. That's factual, and we will be doing more interviews next year and you will get cut the fuck off if we're like if this the, the energy doesn't fit or one of us doesn't feel like this shit is right you will get cut the fuck off <laughs> well yes that'll make people want to come on next no, I'm year just being, i'm keeping it all the way alive <laughs> keeping it all the way a buck whose show is this <laughs> hello <laughs> let me remind you shit anyway all right Whew. sorry y'all i mean the the Kodak thing that struck is, a chord with you. It did, it really did. Playoffs. I thought. Wait, can I can I add something? I thought Kodak was getting his GED in in, in jail. That didn't do anything for his. He had speech. tunnel vision. Yeah, but what about his tunnel language? Like he has like no vocabulary whatsoever. <laughs> I feel like if you get your GED at the least, like I feel like he would have sounded a little bit better coming out of jail. I was a little disappointed about that. Kids, read books. All right. Speaking of high-profile people in fucked-up situations, Cardi B on stage made it clear the other a few weeks ago that she is completely out of it, it was, with Offset. It was less than a week ago. So I don't even want to get into too many details. Avia, I just want to know your opinion. <laughs> I don't even want you to hyper good night it. Oh, oh, really? I just really want to hear your opinion. My opinion is I saw this coming from 18 miles away. This whole breakup? You didn't. Okay, wait a second. You, okay, you keep. This is a hindsight 2020 thing. You saw it coming, but not this early. Come on. I wouldn't put it past you. Did you just call that? I don't really like, no. I don't really like, no, this early. But. Maybe not. Um, they moved so fast. They moved super fast. And when I first heard that they broke up, I really did think it was a pu- publicity stunt because I'm like, oh, okay, his album, blah blah. 
And the way that she sounded was very casual in her Instagram video explaining to her fans why they broke up. I'm like, wow, she's super casual. Like, does she care? Is this real? Um, but when a woman's fed up, there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I think that, unfortunately, so much has probably happened between them. And we know what's happened between them because every time Offset cheated, she would talk about it. And this is prior to culture, okay? Um, so... My thing is, if you've been with this guy for less than a year or a year, I don't know how long it's been or how short it's been, and all this is happening and spiraling out of control, what else can you expect? You think it's going to get better? I feel like the first year of a relationship should be super good. And if it's not, you starting off on cheating and all these other things, and maybe he made up for it with a huge ring and a proposal. I don't know, but... How far up can it really go from there? I, I, yeah, I didn't expect much from this situation. I, the one thing I will say is, I wonder how this is going to affect things musically. Because I feel like them as a force musically was powerful. I feel like she got connections on her own, but having the attachment with him helped propel her as well. And um, it'll be interesting. But that's that hood love. Like, I expected nothing less from this situation. It's just hood love, man. You can't expect nothing from hood love. If anything, they're just going to get back together to break up again and get back together to break up again. Have some kids in between and that's it. That's really all. That's the most I expect. Go ahead. You looking at me crazy. You're not even looking so at me. So here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um... I, I feel bad about this, actually. This is why I didn't want to hyper good night. I feel bad about this because you and I had a conversation on a previous episode and I came down pretty harsh on Cardi B having a child in general. So doing Right. Yeah. And you made it clear. You, you had a very valid points, which, you know, I give you credit when credit is due. Um, you had very valid points around why she should still do whatever it is she's doing. And it, if... She doesn't feel like it's a barrier, then it's not a barrier, right? Which I, I still feel like there was a better way to do that. But to your point, no, there is. ultimately, I mean, give me these dollars. One well, monkey don't stop so, the show. And I don't mean her baby, but, you know, that's what she oh, calls kids. Oh. <laughs> we are not calling little kids ba- No, monkeys. but remember, okay. she does, okay, according yeah, to Nicki Minaj. Okay, but I'm not. Remember, remember, that's what she calls them. Go ahead. <laughs> That was a future quote. I don't know where she's going with that. I am shocked she went there. And that's where I went with it. I'm have I'm kidding. I'm not calling her, I'm not calling her baby a monkey. I'm making reference to Nikki saying she so, calls okay. babies monkeys. The point is, I said all that to say I don't want to be on the side of history again that bashes somebody for what happens to 50% of the country. The only thing that I'm going to say is I'm hoping she's coming out of this emotionally stable and not we- reeling. Because it's hard when you've gotten accustomed to somebody being in your life and you have to completely like take that away and do it all over again. I think she's in a situation right now where she has to do, 
she has to push the reset button and it's not going to be easy, especially when it comes down to trying to find a new partner. Who's richer than him? Who's at an elevated level You don't think she can find someone better than him? Who do you think out of the rappers? Let me start with rappers. I'm not even going to basketball players or anything. Who do you think within the rap rappers camp would actually be comfortable seeking her out? Based off of business-wise, it wouldn't look good? No. Just in general. When you can get anything you want. And you know Offset is her ex. I mean, Amber Rose dated Kanye and 21 Savage. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. I don't put anything past anybody. This is not a Jay-Z, Beyonce type situation where it's like, oh my gosh, if they break up, who could she find that's better than him? They're such on the same level. Like, I mean, all these rappers to me are pretty much the same. She can get with any one of them. They're all indispensable to me when it comes to being in a relationship with her. I, From my perspective, I don't think that Offset is like this glorified, like, bomb-ass person that she's missing out on something. But he did say he misses her. That's what guys always say when they do something wrong and they realize that someone's not there anymore and now they actually have to go through life without them. That's what they all say. I'm actually very proud of her, even though I'm I'm not really a big fan of her right now. What's the proudness? I'm proud of her for... If she's been dealing with cheating for this long, if that's what's been happening, I'm proud of her for finally stepping away from it. Because a lot of women, like you said, in this situation where it's like he's he's on top of his game, who is she going to find, would not leave. But she can leave and she did. Let's see how long this lasts. At this moment, I'm proud of her. Maybe tomorrow I won't be. We'll see. Who's offset, though? Who is? I'm saying who is offset. Wait, wait. It's rhetorical. I'm saying like you're making it seem like she can't find someone better or that's on his level success-wise. Like, what? <laughs> what happened to Kobe's wife when she tried to be single? Guess what Co- Guess what? Kobe's wife didn't have. She didn't have a career to, to pour into and she had to rely on whatever child support he would have given her and maybe half his money and, you know, he didn't want to pay her half his money so he tried to make it work and she loved him and she didn't know Kobe's wife doesn't know anything but him she doesn't know anything but him she's known him since she was 16 where is she gonna go from there you know what I'm saying so Cardi's been around the block she's good she's good and she may be hurting right now she's gonna pour into her work and hopefully she gets through it but comparing her and Kobe's wife is apples and oranges matter of fact it's it's nuts and bananas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. Playoffs. Doesn't even make sense. Practice. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. But you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. All right. Next up, we have so many topics. Nicki Minaj Ooh. has been in all of. One true public forum uh, kind of relationship. Two? One, really. Oh, yeah, because she, she didn't acknowledge her first one, right? Until it was over. Is that what you're talking what about? I'm saying. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So, in this wait, case. Wait, two. Nas? Nas was the one that was really more public. What else was public? Meek? 
Come on now. Wait, you going to forget. I thought Sorry. you were talking about Meek. <laughs> I said the wrong thing. I said Safari, Nas, I Meek, meant, Nas. No, I went Meek. Oh, Meek. okay. Sorry. Nas was the one who was just a little. Uh, they had a blip. They rebound. didn't even have a. But they were both public with theirs. But it wasn't. A, it was, just didn't last long. That's I don't know. It was, if that was, a it was one and a half relationship. I don't know. I don't know. You don't really like count it. You don't really like. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like. I don't really too much spend time trying to count it. Um, just mediocre at best. So, so, all right. So she's in a position where, uh, whomever she ends up with is being compared to. Anybody she's been with in the past. And for her sake, she gets back in contact with somebody that she knew from growing up. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Petty is his name. Kenneth Petty LaBelle. <laughs> Can't do it. Let's, let's talk about Petty. Convicted. Sex offender. <laughs> okay, but give context around All that. Right. Don't just say it. I don't like that. No, no. I was just laying that out there. I was letting it, letting it marinate. Okay. Um. <laughs> so when he was sixteen, he was convicted of first degree attempted rape after he used a sharp object to force another sixteen year old girl, supposedly his girlfriend, into having sex with him. Supposedly, according to Nikki. The girl's mom wanted to press charges, and that's what happened. And subsequently, he served four years in New York State Prison. After that, he was convicted of manslaughter in his whole separate case, first degree, in which he served another seven years in prison, and he got out five years ago. This is the man that Nicki Minaj is with. This is the man that she's riding jet skis with and twerking in random bars with. This is the one that's wearing dice shorts and Air Forces. Nikki went from Safari to Meek to Nas to Petty. Nikki went from her high school sweetheart to a man that was on her level in the rap game, had some legal issues of his own to a man who was you know used to be uh, on a good level in a rap game and was also known as a wife beater by Khalees um to a convicted sex offender what do you what do you say about that what what's your what's your take on that? <laughs> are you hyping this love are you denying it like so the question is hyper goodnight to Nicki Minaj's new relationship and I'm going to hype it. You've known this person since forever. And I'm not saying that there should be that ultimate trust there. But since you've known that person since forever, you have a little bit more clarity into their background than the average person. So you know whether or not, you know, they have good, you know, evolved standards based on what you used to know them from. And so if he makes her happy... I'm happy for her. I, on the flip side, do understand kind of people's pause and thought around. um, She's supposed to be kind of held up to a different standard because she calls herself a queen. 
she's dragged the shit out of Cardi on numerous instances. Mm. Mm. Um, so then the, the natural comparisons come in from people to people. I don't know and I can't tell you that that man did what he's been he served time for yeah i can't i don't i can't i'm not here to talk about any of that i know he served time because he actually killed somebody with the manslaughter thing and i know he served time and based on what she's saying they lost out on a little bit because they didn't what right. how would i put this how do i put this i think nikki and him have lost out on time because she's been in certain situation i was just about to ask you if he's been in and out of jail for long lengths of time and she's I've, been so, in a long ass but, but relationship this, but this how is where i was gonna she go really nikki had talked about her having a first love and i thought it was safari for the longest time yeah. i didn't know I it was we this, all did. i didn't know it was this guy mm. so this is another reason why i'm like i can't fault her for going back to her first true love now what i can say is when you know better, you do better. You think she doesn't know better or you think she's doing better? <laughs> I think it remains to be seen whether or not this is the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. Watch your money. Right. Because I think one thing that we missed from this story that I failed to say is that there are reports and actually screenshots of him uh, texting or DMing his his ex, and I say ex because he was in a relationship supposedly when him and Nikki got together, and he claimed that he was leaving his woman for Nikki, but he was telling his ex a different story. He was making it seem like, oh, I'm just here to get the money. Once I get the money, we're gonna be good. So, did you hear about that? Like the no. ex actually showed the screenshots of the the text messages from him. Claiming that he was in this relationship to propel their lives. Because they were together at the time that him and Nikki reunited and started to have a relationship. So there's been some sort of overlap here. And that's what a lot of other people are concerned about. Not only does he have a criminal past, supposedly, but he left someone else for you. So what are his motivations? <laughs> Yikes. So what is what is it for you? What uh, is- you know, I'm not really into Nikki like that, and you know oh, that I is- forgot. I forgot. Continue. Listen, listen. That doesn't mean I don't wish for her happiness. I don't wish for her downfall. That basically means you are okay with her downfall. No, no. Yeah. Listen. Playoffs. Hear me out. Playoffs. Practice. Hear me out. I don't care for her like that, but that does not mean I want bad things to happen to her. I'm good nighting this because. I don't see this going anywhere positive. Personally, I understand the notion of having a true love and having the one that got away and having you not feeling like you ever got a chance to experience what it'd be like with this person who you put on a pedestal and now she finally has that opportunity. She's single, he's single, she's single, he's out of jail. That's really the main thing. He's out of jail, so she can have a relationship with him. But um, I just, <laughs> it's hood love. Like I said, like, I don't see this going far. And I think it's only a matter of time before 
something happens and I don't wish that for her. So that's why I'm good nighting it. I think right now what she's doing is she's trying to make it seem like she's living her best life, which she is. But I think she, Nikki has this way of being the most bothered, unbothered person. Like everyone will be like, oh, Nikki, look at her. She's so unbothered by the fact that people are talking about her ex-con boyfriend. Meanwhile, she's doing the most to show that she's unbothered, I feel like. I don't, I don't feel like this is a genuine play of I'm into my man and we are genuinely just doing our thing and you guys just happen to catch a glimpse of it. I really do feel like she's doing this for show to make it seem like she doesn't care about what people say. And I do think that the comments do eat at her. If Cardi was in this situation, I can't imagine what Nikki would be saying about her right now. But it's funny how things happen and tables turn. And I think she's playing off of the fact that Cardi is going through heartbreak and she's trying to make it seem like, I'm so happy. I don't care what none of y'all say. I love Oh, me. Meek put Cardi on a track. I don't care. I got my boo with the dice shorts on. <laughs> like, I feel like... Everything is about, I can one-up you, my life is better. And that's just the vibes I get for her, from her. And I've always gotten those vibes from her. It's just, whatever. I, I hope everything works out, but it's not going to. So, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Mediocre at best. That's what she likes. <laughs> I just want her to be happy. See, we want the same thing. Piece. We want the same thing. Okay. We just said it differently. Very good. <laughs> All right. We talking about the Kang now. So this last one, and this one is uh this is this is to me is a tougher one to talk about than any of the other ones we had. Jacquees, and if you guys don't know who he is, please go Google him. He has a bunch of music out. Um and he recently released uh a, a double album. Well, I would call it a double disc, but we don't really have a disc anymore. Jacquees was being told by someone he was in, I believe, a restaurant that he was the new king of this generation for R&B. So he went on his IG live to let everybody know what he just heard and he agrees. But I want to think about... um, Jacquees and what he's saying here. And a lot of people were mad at him. Everybody from Jay Holiday, which is funny. Just you mean himself. the valet? That's right. I'm sorry. He had a Gucci jacket on. He can't be valet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> Everybody from Jay Holiday to um, Tank had something to say about this. And, and your favorite, Tyrese. Um, <laughs> everybody, Mama, what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? Okay. <laughs> he said what he said, and he got a lot of pushback from a lot of people. And I want to start this one off on the hyper good night on Jacquees calling himself the new king of R&B for this generation. I say this. Every single rapper I know thinks they're the best at what they do. Every single one of the rappers that I know calls themselves, number one, the hottest thing out, the king this, and blah, 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 blah. So... I want to understand why when a R&B singer comes out and says 
they are to themselves the king of this generation not the old generations not the legacy people but the people doing it right now the generation that he's in why can't he be a king a king or the king because a implies that there's many more and the implies that there's one doesn't matter to me either way i'm not going to get into the bullshit semantics of that because here's where i was going Little Wayne, in around, I want to say 2007, 2008, came out and said, I'm the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. Everybody laughed at him. Kept saying it. Kept saying it. Within the next two years, he ends up not only dominating the charts, but becoming bigger than anybody could have ever imagined. With his album selling a million copies out of the gate and et cetera and exploding. And then he broke in two of the biggest artists of the past generation after he did that. Kendrick Lamar said on the control track, his control verse was, I'm the king of New York. Kendrick said he's the king of New York and he grew up in LA. But we didn't we didn't hear a bunch of people mad. We just heard a lot of, oh, we'll put that on wax to prove you're not that. Takashi 69 just came through and said, I am the king of New York. Look at you with your quotables. I like that. I heard a lot of people giving him flack, though. I appreciated it, too. I was like, okay, I get it. I get why you're giving him flack. You're looking at Jay-Z, and you're like, oh, he's the king of New York. You're looking at 50 Cent. Like, that, when he had his run, he was the king of New York. <laughs> he had his run. No, seriously. Nowhere recent. Like, you you look yeah. at these people, you're like, oh, I can understand how you say that. But why would why would you, young buck, think that you... You, Takashi 69 can call yourself that. There's a reason why he thinks they can call himself that. Because the youth generation gives a shit about what he's doing. That's very true. And when you have 10 out of 10 singles that go into the top 10, you get to pat yourself on the goddamn back. Because I don't know too many artists that are your age, that have your grind, that are doing it the way that you're doing it. So when Jacquees comes out and says... I am the king of this new generation. And he even points out, I just no disrespect to anybody that came before me because he's like, I can't talk about that. It's like, I don't, I don't, I haven't sold that many records. I haven't done all that stuff. That, that is the context behind all this. But you should feel that way about any of your craft if you feel like you're that good at it. But people are mad. Do you feel like, do you feel like everyone that's come out, like the Jay Holidays and the Tanks, are not taking his quote into the correct context and that's why they're coming out like they don't have the room to come out because he wasn't talking to them per se because you're saying of this generation so i think there's some blurred lines there's our generation and then there's the younger generation and i feel like right now i is he talking about the younger generation is he talking about ours i'm i don't know i think he made it very clear there's a difference he just released a goddamn song called 23. Basically stating, I don't want to be in a relationship, not when I'm 23. And before that, the track that he had made called Bed, he basically pointed out, I'm 21. He's calling out his age in a lot of songs to let you know how young he is. And I think this speaks to when he talks about his generation, it is those people who are even younger than that. So it's that age and below. So then, who really belongs in that sentence with him? Who really belongs in that statement generationally with him? Because it's for damn sure ain't Chris Brown. Chris, Chris Brown is in a previous generation. It damn sure ain't Trey Songz. Trey Jones in a previous generation. It ain't Tank. It ain't The Dream. It ain't any of these dudes. But I could tell you who, if I was going to put somebody in that 
realm that's not in the same age bracket as him. It would have been Miguel. Miguel has it. Caesar has it. Daniel Caesar. But Ty Dolla Sign, people like him. But I will say this. Jacquees has music that, in my opinion, is very throwbackish. His voice is very throwbackish. So, if you want to feel something, listen to his record. So, I'm hyping the young man for doing what he did. Go for it. I didn't know his quote was for his generation. I thought he was just saying it in general. I think most people thought he was just saying it in general, and that's where the uproar is coming from. No, because he made it very clear. If you watch the video, he made that very yeah, clear. Yeah, but how, people pay attention to headlines, and they don't watch clips anymore. It's, it's, it's almost like... They'll watch a clip if it's there. If it's not there, they, they see the headline. And that's what they run with, unfortunately. And sometimes I could tend to be one of those people. I didn't really look this deep into the semantics of what he said to say, yes, you are right, Jacquees, or no, you are incorrect, actually, <laughs> because this is where your generation starts and begin, ends, and this is where the next one starts and ends. I, I don't know who would be that. In his generation. I am paying attention to my generation. Um, and if I were to pay attention to my generation. And compare it to him. It's nuts and bananas again. It's really just. They are just nowhere near each other. And I'm sure this is how my parents feel. Listening to the Temptations. And then they listen to a. I don't know a Genuine song. Even though I, I put Genuine in high regard. So I feel like it's just a case of generally, generationally speaking, what happens. We get attached to what is in our generation, what the songs that made us feel when we were younger, the songs we could relate to because that's what we grew up on. That's where our memories are attached to. And so we, by, by default, we kind of disconnect from what comes after that, which would be a Jacquees. Because now we're older and we have different memories and, and we still hold on to the nostalgia of what we grew up on. And I think that's where I stand. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, I'm going to hype you up, Jacquees. Or no, I'm going to night you. Hey, hype you up. I'm glad you got confidence enough to think that you are going to fill in the, 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 the roads that have been paved a la Kanye. And... <laughs> And and be that next person. Because R&B needs to be revived. Someone has to do it. And if it's not going to be the people that I listen to currently because they're from the 90s and they're kind of old and they tour here and there, but nothing consistent, it's going to have to be someone younger. But what R&B is going to turn into will be nothing like what I know it and love it to be um, from when I listen to it. So... I, I will hype up his confidence. The only thing I'm really going to good night is I don't really know. I don't really like. <laughs> I didn't say it for that either. I don't really like. Know if that's going to be his road. But he has a long road to, to journey on. And who knows? Maybe. But I mean I listen to his music. It's cool. But it doesn't touch me the way that 90s R&B does. Unfortunately. Oh, man. And for anyone who's saying Chris Brown, and I'm not saying this is a generational thing, I would never put Chris Brown in top R&B for some reason. 
Because he does pop. Yes, and rap. that's probably what it. Like everybody was saying, Chris Brown, Chris Brown. I'm like, no, you ain't got it either. You don't have the answers either way. Think again. So, no to Chris Brown, and even though Trey Songs does R&B, no to him too, because collectively his albums aren't that good. But um, yeah, who knows who that person's gonna be? Don't know. Well, just like that. The music is playing. You guys know what this is. We will see you guys. Well, we don't see you. We'll see you next year because we're going to start doing YouTube videos. All right. All right. <laughs> and with that said, you can catch us on iTunes. SoundCloud. You can catch us on SoundCloud. And, of course, you can catch us on the Twitches or the Instagram. Instagram. Good night. Good night. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. I thought it was Merry Christmas. Merry Hanukkah.